Welcome to the Creativity Cocktail. This is an opportunity for us all to help creatives from all over the world grow and heal. These creatives are from across the spectrum of the creative universe. They all have a singular guidance to pour into you, the audience, their soul, their process, and their challenges, and their ultimate victories. Become a member of the community and subscribe today for our messages on productivity, personal development, and service. You can listen to us on all the platforms, and we hope you enjoy this conversation from the Creativity Cocktail, powered by Rising Tides Charity. Hello, everyone. This is the Creativity Cocktail, powered by Rising Tides Charity. Today, we have Dee Thomas a creator, director, filmmaker that is part of the podcast today. Dee, I am so excited to have you on the podcast with us today. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. Dee and I have been part of some projects where we've really been working with people to figure out how do we coalesce as a creative community and put together some really great, um, great work and some great visions. And so Dee... I know you're involved with lots of projects and lots of great things happening around Atlanta. Why don't you take a few minutes and kind of walk people through a little bit about who you are and then some of the things that you're working on right now? Uh, yeah, so um, my name is D. Thomas. Um, a lot of people will probably remember it because of the two dots over the eye. Oh, cool. <laughs> um, and right now, well, a lot of people, they... they um, They know me from filming or taking pictures, but here recently, well, not really recently, but in the past couple of years, I've kind of stepped over to the directing side. Um, And with with doing that, I've been um, directing different projects. One of the biggest projects that I'm directing right now is Pretty for a Big Girl, written by Courtney Arlett. Oh, yeah, she's been on the Uh, podcast. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, she has nothing but great things to say about you. Um, Thank you. And I, I, I can't wait for everybody to see it. Uh, we've been dropping different promos and getting everybody excited about it. It's, it's a really great project. I really love directing that one. Um, but mainly, I just really love the cast. Um, I'm also directing um, another short film. Um, well, right now, we're in pre-production. That one is written by Tony Bryce. Um, that one touches on the different um, dating relationships, um, situations that the trans community goes through. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm also um, finishing writing a lot of scripts that I started, um, that I put down, picked back up down and yeah. now I'm trying to push through to finish them so that they can go into production yeah. and then I have projects that I completed film wise but now we just have to complete and post yeah I am familiar with the pick up put down methodology <laughs> that is uh, I think that is our lot in life right we got something we're, we we got it going and then we put it down for a minute I think people actually recommend sometimes that you do that right what you work on something, you just give it a moment to let it let it sit out there and, and, right. and see if you love it the same way. 
But it's 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 funny because every time I pick it, you know, pick the different scripts up, I I'm in a different place. So the story changes. Gotcha. So I, I I have to really focus, and I think that's where the the issue is because I I tend to get distracted. <laughs> yeah, I I am familiar with that too. How did you get into film and everything? How did where did that come from? Is it something you've always done? Is it something relatively new? Well, it's it's kind of funny because um, I I never really knew that I had a gift, and um, and I think a lot of people probably go through this that they don't know that they have a gift because it's something that they do every day, or like for me, for instance, um, taking pictures with my camera phone. You know, or back in high school on the band trips when I would take my stepdad's camcorder and I would be the one filming um, the different things that we would do. Um, I never really thought that, you know, oh, I'll, I could be the next, um, you know, big filmmaker or anything like that. I was just having fun. But as I got older, people would say, oh, take my picture, take my picture. Or, wow, you know, you take really good pictures. And I would just feel like, oh, anybody can do that. You're just using your camera phone. Um, but then once social media came about and Instagram and Facebook and I would be looking at um, people's pictures, I would say, oh, man, they, they really just don't care how their pictures look. <laughs> because I would really, like, take picture after picture after picture before I would say, okay, this is a good picture. And um, it was actually my best friend's mom who said that I missed my calling. And so um, being an Aquarius, um, I kind of took that personally and I was like, I missed my calling, what do you mean? So I just started like um, honing into like how I would take my um, pictures, like angles and depth of field and all of that. Like I would read up on stuff like that. And I I actually got gifted a camera so the thing about camera and your phone is that they're not the same. <laughs> yeah. The settings and all of that is not the same. So I was a little bit discouraged. And the person that bought the camera, they they were offended because I wasn't using the camera. And they said, well, maybe I wasn't good, you know, really good at taking pictures. What was so it? Was it like I, an SLR or something like that? Was that the camera that you would get? It, it was a um, Nikon. What was that? Nikon D, it was a DSLR, I believe, but it was like one of the first like basic Nikon cameras. Well, mm-hmm. I wouldn't say the first. Yeah, I have one of those Nikon D40s that I bought probably a decade ago, and it's so interesting that the phone technology, even as much as that was great back then, like a decade ago, the phones are way better than that. Right. You know, it, it just is. Right, because like. Cause like on the phone, you know, well, you know, I, I, um, I actually filmed before a little short, um, that I just made up on the spot and I was out with my friends and we just, I said, Hey, let's do this. This will be fun. And, and we filmed it and I posted it and everybody commented and they said they wanted a part two. So we went out and we filmed the part two on, so there was like no script. I, I had no idea how to write a script. So I just basically told everybody what to do. And we did like three three parts. So when I went over transition to the camera, it was like you have all these settings and <laughs> you have to you know focus with the lens, and it was it was just a lot. But 
I forced myself and I went out one day and I um, found these uh, railroad tracks and um, I challenged myself to find the beauty in things that people overlook. So I took um, different angles of the railroad tracks and then I posted them. And one um, one uh, photographer, um, Teresa Dow, she commented and she told me that the pictures that I took were really, really good. And because she said that to me, it made me feel like, okay, I can do this. And so I just went out and I just kept shooting. <laughs> wow. I tell you, that is great. One of the things that I just really wish I was more effective at is just pictures I used to be, but I guess maybe I'm distracted. I'm not as effective as I used to be. And and that's such a great, especially with social media these days, that's such an important thing, right? That you get the right picture and you get the right composition and all that kind of stuff. Right. It, it really is. So you got some great projects that are upcoming here a little bit. So tell me about the way, uh, tell me about your view about us. And when I mean us, I mean like us Atlanta creatives. You, you and I have been in many meetings and many conversations with many people. Tell Tell me about how you feel about how things are going well and how things things that we can work on and get more effective at. Um, well, from every um, group or every, you know, individual filmmaker, actor that I've met, um, it's a lot. Of, it's really a lot of love in this community because I can be on one project and go to another project and I'll see the same faces. Yeah, that's right. And a lot of times when you make these connections with these people and you, and you post and you say, Hey, I need help. Like a lot of, a lot of them will show up and they will help you. And that's, and that's the thing that I like, especially when I'm, what I really love is when I'm scrolling on Instagram and I'll see, um, a bunch of DPs working together because they came on the project to help one of the DPs. Mm-hmm. Like, I love that. And and I think that we have that in our community, but I think sometimes a lot of people don't know how to get in that or they just don't know. Like, I feel like we don't have enough meetings or, or um, social type networkings for mm-hmm. people to actually meet other than you meeting these people on projects. You know, that's such a good point. I was talking to someone, and he, his name has come up on this podcast probably a dozen times, Jason Lauder. You know Jason. Yes, and, yes. And, and we were just saying to ourselves, sometimes we try to make things too complicated. Why don't we just do or create sort of like what you're describing here, where we just once a month or once a week or once every two weeks, let's get people in a room make some, you know, whatever it is, cocktails or get a DJ with a with a thing and we just chat it up and we just network. And we right. just do that. And and the reason why it makes so much sense to me is that, you know, I, I, I'm in many worlds at the same time. And there's one world that I'm in where it's about a bunch of executives who have been in transition. You know, they were like CEOs and that kind of thing. And now they're not. And they're trying to find ways to help people find the next role. And they get together every Friday and they just do that. And they don't make it that they don't make it that complicated. And I'm like, man, the create, the creative community here in Atlanta is 
probably as big as that, if not bigger. And why don't we just do that? And and um, right. I, I think that you know myself, you, and others who all think that way. We should 2020. It's just got to be a way that we just do that, and we just don't make it complicated. We don't try to make like you know the Super Bowl. We just try to just get people together in in a room right. and, just, and just chat it up. Um, are you originally from uh, Atlanta, D? No, I I moved here from um, Kentucky, oh, <laughs> Lexington, wow. Kentucky. Yeah. Wow. And yeah. Yeah. <laughs> How long have you been in Atlanta? Of, <laughs> um, I've been here since I want to say two thousand and nine. Oh wow! What what brought you yeah. to the city? What brought you here? Um, I kind of outgrew Lexington. Um, it's it's more of a college town. It's where University University of Kentucky is, and I always knew that I wanted to leave. Um, so at the time, the three places that I wanted to to um, move to that I had the idea of moving to was L.A. because a lot of people said that I I would fit in that that seemed like where I should be. Yeah. Um, Chicago because I loved Chicago's like right across the bridge from Kentucky and we used to go there all the time and, and I loved it but it was just too cold in the winter time yeah. and <laughs> and then Atlanta so the first time I came to Atlanta with a, with a group of friends I it, it just it just won me over because in Lexington it's not it's not a lot going on um I, I do love the city um because it's like you know one person you know everybody and it's it is a lot of love every time when i do go back but in atlanta it just seemed like it it just seemed like i had more opportunities and i could see it because everywhere that i went all i seen was beautiful black people (laughs) and in lexington it's a lot of black people but usually the successful black people that you, I mean, the successful, right, the, the successful black people are your athletes. The mm-hmm. successful black people, you know, that everybody talks about in Kentucky are your football and your basketball players. Mm-hmm. And um, so mainly you, you just see the, you know, a lot of the white people or whatever, you know, driving the nice cars, having the businesses and all of that. But yeah, yeah. when I came to Atlanta, it was the opposite. <laughs> right. Atlanta and I was like definitely cool with that. You're the second person I've known from Kentucky. And let me put it this way. The people I know from Kentucky, based on the two of you that I know, are like really awesome people. <laughs> so, and nice. He, he's, <laughs> he's from Louisville, Kentucky. And I don't know how... Uh, yeah. Our know rivals. How, <laughs> yeah. Is there a rivalry between Lexington and Louisville? Um, yes, the college basketball, um, oh, UofL and UK, <laughs> big rivals. <laughs> oh, wow. Um, where, where is, where is the Derby? Is it in Louisville or Lexington? I can't remember. Where it's, that. it's in Louisville. Oh, wow. Have you ever been to but, that yeah. before? Um, no, I've never been to Derby. It's mm-hmm. a lot. Um, I'm, I'm more, I guess, on the introvert side. I've I I I've been to all the activities that lead up to Derby, but I've never been to the actual Derby. Wow. Well, you know that there's been a lot of a lot of studies that show that introverts are the people who kind of run the the world. You know, because they you know because 
introverts, we think about things a little bit before we just rush off and do stuff that might be harmful. So we think about what, right. <laughs> what, 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 what might be the right way. I think there was a study that showed a bunch of people who are like CEOs and leaders. Um, most of them are introverts. However, you wouldn't know that by, you know, because if you're a leader of a organization you have to like be out in front and talk and that kind of thing right. so people think that they're not but they really are they like their time their reflective time their their, right. their quiet time that kind of thing um so so i wanted to go back a little bit you know i know we're a, a little bit over the place but i remember something you said about your process around um, film and photography is there anything you do specifically like when you're ready to do something or you're ready to get involved, say you're going to direct a, a, a piece, is there any kind of way that you prepare mentally, psychologically to get ready to do that physically? Um, yes. Um, so that I guess that plays into the introvert part because I will spend, I, I like to spend um, a lot of time alone so that I can just basically live. So if the if the piece that I'm getting ready to direct, if you know, depending on what whatever that um storyline is about, that is what I make my entire life. <laughs> mm -hmm. So all the, the music that I listen to, um, all the movies that I watch um, everything is catered around um, to to prep my mindset for that storyline, um, and then the way that I want it to look specifically is how I'll, you know, <clears throat> like if we're getting ready to film something, and I think that I want, you know, um, it just it just left my mind. You were saying, uh, dear white people, like I like I lo I love the way Dear White People was oh, filmed. Yeah, yeah. Not the, the show on Netflix, yeah, I love that show. The show, yeah, yes, yeah. yes. I'll I'll go back to season one and I'll I'll skim through and I'll and I'll just look at different. Like I'll watch it and then I'll watch it on silence and then I'll go back and I, and I'll just keep watching episode after episode. So I I mainly do things like that, or I'll go on Instagram. And I'll look at um, different um, pictures, you know, for the the composition wise of how you know the the scene was um, set up, because um, I think that plays um, a lot into the um, aesthetics. Wow. So, yeah. So I I just live it. <laughs> that, that is that is great. Um, I I really like your approach as far as immersing yourself in things that will give you inspiration it sounded like what you were saying that hey i'm going to immerse myself in all of this material that'll help me to get going on this project right right so i have to be very careful when i do that um especially when writing usually when writing i won't um i won't watch any films um because i don't i don't want it to influence and then it starts to imitate. Yeah. So you have to be very, very careful with that. Are, um, are you the kind of writer that writes backwards, frontwards? So like you say, all right, here's the beginning, here's the end, and let me fill in the story, like that kind of thing? Or do you write like, 
I'm gonna write it and just let it evolve in the way it needs to evolve. Um, I've only I've only written from um, ending to the beginning once, and that was pretty fun. Yeah. Um, but usually, when I'm writing, um, I just let it evolve, and sometimes I'll I'll just wait until it comes to me because sometimes, and even with filming, when I'm when I actually film my own projects. Um, I know that whatever it is that it's supposed to be, it's not going to just be what, um, I don't know how to word it. So I'm, I I don't just write anything. It has to be something that, that comes to me. Like it hits me. Yeah. That's a good point. You know, when I write, I do, I've tried to write from the beginning backwards and I've done that several times. And here's the thing. 100% of the time when I've done that, the ending is not what I originally thought it was going to be. (laughs) It just just doesn't end up that way. Because once you continue to write the story and you learn sometimes even more about the characters than you thought that you knew about the characters, it changes. That's That's one of the coolest things about creating, in my opinion. That things just shift like that. And, you know... There's some people right now who are listening to us talk about that. It's like, oh my God, these two are crazy. It's got to end the way you <laughs> said it's supposed to end. <laughs> like, no, no. <laughs> I've, I've, I've gone back. I've, I've filmed things and a year later went back and hit up, you know, uh, specific people in a scene and said, hey, do you mind if we film this ending instead? <laughs> yeah. Why not, right? Like an alternate ending. That's exactly right. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's exactly right. So tell me about and tell the audience about some of the people in your life, whether it's past or present, that have really helped to guide you or inspire you to really keep your creativity going. Tell us about some of those people. Well, um, you mentioned Jason Louder, and Jason Louder is really someone who has been a part of my um, creative life, almost my entire creative life. Um, and every time he, his presence, right, is always, it's, it's a lot of energy, it's a lot of love. And he always speaks like a lot of positivity. And every, every time I see him, it, it always pushes me to keep, because it's like Jason, he, it's like he lifts you up. You know, so it's like, oh, wow, like, like, this is how he perceives me. So this is great. So he's definitely been one, one person that, that is a big influence. Um, And then even with watching him, he's, he's really um, one person that, because I do a little acting too. Um, I forgot to mention that, that um, I'm actually going to be on a, um, on a project that's uh, Cyber Soap. (laughs) Really? Um, yes, yeah, so it's like a soap opera for for um, social media, I guess. Or, or what is it? Is it YouTube. like is is it is it a is it a scripted show? Is it a reality show? What kind of show is that? No, it's it's script it's script. Um, it's it's kind of like the have nots meets the. Uh, see, I'm I'm not I'm, I'm not familiar with a lot of soap operas besides. Have not stomped. Yeah, there's not but, a lot left. Yeah. <laughs> <There's> not, yeah. 
but but someone someone said the name of like it's an old one that they said that their mom watched and um after they read the script they said it reminded them of that and they know their mom will watch it wow. <laughs> yeah so it's, it's a lot of drama in it a lot of drama <laughs> wow what's the name of it again um it's actually called the stories and oh. it's gonna be released in the spring we're actually gearing up to start filming um and I, and I can't really say a lot about my character because I don't want to reveal the storyline for my character just yet. But yeah, my, my, this, this is really going to push my acting and Jason is really an influence because I went to one of his plays and it, um, and the play didn't have any dialogue. So it was all visual. And I think it was the last, the last show. And he told me that he was so happy that the sh- that it was over, so that he could stop living that character. Oh wow! Yes, and and the the show was really the play was really really deep, and I could see it on him, like he was really that character. And I and um, when he said that to me, that's when I realized, like, wow, to be great, like Jason with his acting, like you really have to dive into it and become that character so yeah so jason is a huge influence um courtney arlette is another huge influence um she's such a force isn't she she's like a powerful force yes and she doesn't even realize the she doesn't even she she has no clue how bright her light really is and and every time I say it, you know, she's a true Aquarius as well. And every time I say it, she always has to reflect the, the, the comment back to me. And I'm just like, no, this is you. Like, like, um, everybody that that's around her, they're, they're positive. Like she attracts like all these good people and, and just for her to just go from theater to film and just be out here like pushing and pushing these projects out it's like i love it (laughs) and she's she's a big influence as well because of her um commitment her dedication and just her like like you know just out here doing it and there's no reason why you shouldn't because here is a prime example (laughs) like she she never she never did a film and she just went out there and got it done (laughs) Yeah, and it's so inspiring. I tell you, um, she has such powerful leadership ability. And a lot of times leaders aren't people who are trying to do something for their own ego. They're trying to help other people get to where they need to be. And she exemplifies that so much, you know. Wow, that's true. Yeah, and and she's hilarious on top of all of that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Her, her, yes, yes, I... Yeah. I'm always saying quiet on set. <laughs> <laughs> I can imagine that. <laughs> I, can, I can imagine that. I told her one time, I was like, she should just do a one-woman show where she just gets up and just be herself for an hour and people would come in droves to check it out. <laughs> just yes, yes, she's... She, she and, yes, I have no... It's just spontaneous. Mm-hmm. I, I, don't, I don't know. Mm-hmm. But yes, but, but Courtney really, because... Um, I had, right before we filmed, um, we started filming Pretty for a Big Girl a couple of months prior to that. Um, 
it was actually um, during when she was <clears throat> in production for it through Elena's eyes. Um, a grandmother was battling with cancer and she actually lost her battle. And that's when um, Courtney could see me actually slipping away. So wow. she didn't, um, like, she wasn't overbearing. She gave me my space, but she always checked back in. And she would, um, you know, keep doing that. And that really helped a lot. So especially when it came time to film, um, you know, the first day of Pretty Four Big Girl, she she wasn't overbearing. But she was right there, and it was, for me, I felt like it, if we hadn't started filming, uh, she probably would have lost me. Like, I probably would have just stepped away from creating. <laughs> really? Wow. Yeah. Yeah, she is, she is, um, she is so amazing. And I tell you, there's so many people, my time, and a lot of people know my story, is that years ago, probably about... Ten years ago, I dabbled in acting and I did some shows at the Alliance Theater. And then I started doing some writing and then I got hit with one of those transitions from my day job thing. And it actually became a blessing because I was able to get a lot of um, a lot of feedback. I did a ton of readings and all of that. And I've met so many people like yourself, D, that this world was just, it's just the world to be in. Wouldn't you say so? Yeah. Yeah. It's great. <laughs> yeah. So somebody's hearing you today and they're saying to themselves, D is great. She's dope. She's authentic. She's real. I want to reach out to her. I want to talk to her a bit. I want to find out more about what's going on. How can people reach out to you? Um, social media, um, Facebook and Instagram is, you know, just the letter D Thomas pictures. Um, if they want to reach out email-wise, it's the same, dthomaspictures at gmail.com. Um, <clears throat> if they want to actually communicate with me, though, the best way is to email me because I try not to uh, go into my inbox on Facebook and Instagram. It's a, it's a lot of messages to try to filter through, and, and I... I usually end up missing the important ones. <laughs> yeah. So the best way is to um, reach reach me by email. Yeah, I would agree with that. I get things, I look at stuff, and it's like someone sent me a DM or a message like a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> but but if they sent me an email or a text, I'd see that right away. So yeah, that, that's right. great. Um, the, it's been so fantastic to have you on the podcast here today. Um, Thank you. So someone is sitting there today, and they're they're wherever they are, and they're going through something. They've had a trauma in their life or a distress in their life, and they are saying to themselves, "Man, I used to be creative, or I used to do creative stuff, but I can't, or I don't, or someone told me I shouldn't." What's one word you would tell them, and why would you tell them that word to inspire them? One word. Yeah. Um, I'll probably just, I would tell them to breathe. Breathe. Right. Because, 
because I feel like for me, when I go through those moments, I feel like I'm not breathing. I feel like I'm drowning. And um, when I... So, so I, I've a lot of my projects. Um, whenever I'm in a in a dark place, I push through by creating. And um, usually, the project will actually um, mirror whatever it is um, that I'm going through or that I went through. And what I find that is that while I'm in it, or um, before I actually push through and I feel like I'm drowning, the pushing through part is once I start to swim back, you know, once I stop fighting the resistance or fighting myself, rather, and I start to swim back towards the light, then I can breathe again. Wow. Um, and the best part about, I, I know a lot of times people you know, they go through things or I've gone through things or I felt like um, maybe it wasn't good because no one gave me feedback or no one liked it. Um, but you can't think like that because a lot of times um, I've had to learn later down the road, I'll meet someone and they'll say, hey, you know, when you posted this or hey when you did that film it saved my life oh my goodness that's great right and 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 i learned from me that that is why i have to keep doing it so when i'm going through things in that moment i know i'm only thinking about myself but the final when I, once i push through it might save i don't know how many people but as long as it saves one person or it gives one person hope or in, or it inspires one person, then that's all that matters. So it's just the getting to that point of remembering that this moment is only temporary, so you just need to breathe. Well, if you don't mind, when we publish this, I'm going to title this podcast conversation, Breathe. So yes. <laughs> <laughs> that is such great advice. Um, v, it's been phenomenal. It's been so incredible to have you. Uh, I am going to ask you, would you join us again in the future? Oh, of course. This was, this was fun. <laughs> this, is, this is great. And I also shared everyone that's listening that we will be putting together a, a compendium audio book of all the great guidance that D and other people who've been part of the podcast have given over the last year or so by the end of this year. And Dee, uh, I also talked to you about potentially taking some of that and putting it together in a in a, in a web series. And I'm, we may be asking you for your help and your creative wisdom when we get to that point, because I think you would help us out immeasurably with that. You know. Thank you. I'll go too. So everyone that's out there, Creativity Cocktail, powered by Rising Tides Charity. Thanks, D. Thomas, for being part of our conversation today. Uh, we hope that you've gotten something that helps you to push through, as Dee has said, and allows you to breathe in regards to what you're working on and knowing that creating is something that we've all been given by the universe to do. And so thanks again, Dee. 
We look forward to talking to you again. We appreciate you on the Creativity Cocktail. Thank you for having me. We thank you for joining us today. Remember, God has given you the ability to create abundance and beauty in this world. Every moment is perfect and you are perfect. Join us on the Creative Circle on Facebook and our Creatives community via our website to receive exclusive productivity and creativity content. We are on all social media platforms as the Rising Tides charity and we hope that you will share with us a bit about who you are and what you're going through. Again, thank you for joining us today on the Creativity Cocktail powered by Rising Tides Charity.